belongs to him. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Aren't you glad that he turns it for our good? Amen. I'm glad that he turns it. What the enemy meant for evil. God said, I'll turn it. I'll turn it for your good. Amen. Praise the Lord. Isn't it good to be in the house of the Lord this evening? Amen. If you don't know me, my name is Mike, and I'm glad to be here tonight. Amen. Glad to be in the house of God. It's a good time to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. God is so good and just looking for God to bless and touch our hearts and lives. I love midweek service. I think it's a great, great part of the service and the plan of God. And I just think that a lot of things can happen on Wednesday nights in the service when God just shows up. Amen. Amen. And, and I believe sometimes that uh, we don't give God enough credit. I think that God in every service is wanting to do great and mighty things. And I think sometimes we, we, we get off work and we're tired and we're just wore out and we got things on our mind. The kids has just been driving us nuts since they got out of school and trying to feed them, trying to get to church. And we forget about the purpose, but man, our purpose tonight is to see God change things through the power of prayer. Amen. How many believes that God really wants to change things and change our situations? I truly believe that God wants to do that tonight, church. It's, 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 it's just knowing that God, man, he, he's still God. I mean, he's still God tonight, church. Amen. We're not serving some weak need, dead God, but we're serving an all-powerful, almighty God. Amen. That's alive forevermore. And I'm telling you, I, I, I'm, I, I'm just plumb excited that, that, that we, I, I'm, I'm just anticipating not, not just the service tonight, but I've been just beginning to pray and believe that God's going to do something in our services that's just phenomenal. Amen. That's not man-structured, but God-structured. And I just believe in he's going to do some things. When I'm ratchet, Jolin, turn your Bibles to the book of James, chapter 5. I'm going to read a very familiar scripture that uh, uh, we've all uh, read and we've heard and, and uh, uh, what I'm going to say tonight on the scripture part is not going to be something that uh, uh, is probably new to you. You've heard pastors probably speak on it and, and different ones quoted and different things like that, but I just felt led to go to that tonight because I think that it help us in our, our uh, uh, walk with God and our battle and praying and and just believe in God to do something because I, I, I'm truly, church, I'm pumped up about the power of prayer tonight. Amen. I, I don't want to just pray just to hear the wind blowing out my mouth. I don't want to just pray just to say, man, God, I hope I pleased you tonight. I, I want to pray and believe because I pray that God's going to do something. Amen, that he's going to show up and do something. I, we're here because we believe that we got a real God tonight. There's people all over the world that's, that's sitting in temples tonight somewhere or doing something that they're praying to a dead God. But man, ours is alive. I said ours is alive. I, he's a deliverer tonight. He's a healer. He's a restoration restorer. Woo. What Jesus did for me, nobody else can do tonight. I've done it all, and I've seen it all, and I've touched it all, I've tasted it all, but ain't nobody can do you like Jesus can. I'm just trying to get you stirred up a little bit by, ray, by the way of remembrance. 
I shall never forget the day when all the burdens was rolled away. He made me happy, glad, and free. How many have been there before? Woo! I'm going to sing and shout it. All right. I better just get in the, quit talking and let the Lord just have his way tonight. I want to read chapter 5, verse uh, of the book of uh, James. Let me re begin reading, I guess, at uh, verse 15. Well, I'll tell you what, let me just begin to read at 16. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that ye may be healed. Now, that's, that's good stuff there, and we can go on to, into that, but I want to talk about the next part for a minute, the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man or a righteous woman prevails much. Aren't you glad that, that our prayers are powerful tonight to God? That means something to him tonight. Amen. The Bible said that if we want the Lord to come in our midst and to be with us, he said, when you seek me with your whole heart, he said, you're going to find me. And uh, he said in, uh, uh, that, that, that we're in a warfare and that we're, we're in a war tonight against good and evil and that the enemy does and tries and wants to stop and hinder your prayers. He wants to stop you from praying. He wants to slow you down from praying. He wants to totally just not let you pray at all if he can get by with it. And the sad thing about it is most of us are allowing that to happen. But there's a few people that I that I look at throughout the Bible and in times that I, that I think that they are persistent people, that they just don't stop when everybody else stops. Have you ever seen that person that just goes the extra mile? That, that, that person that will just push through the crowd when nobody else wants to push through. They, they, they come for something, they come to receive something and they ain't got their good but they're not gonna stop pressing until they get it. Well, that's the way it is in prayer sometimes. Sometimes you gotta press your way through all the clutter that goes through the brain, all the things that's in there that's trying to hinder you from pushing in and getting into the presence of Almighty God. Bear with me just for a minute and I'll try to get past all this stuff. But you find that in Luke chapter 18. Jesus told the parables there, he said, you have a need to always pray and to never give up. Remember that? I remember, and then, then, then later on down in the scriptures, you, you find this lady that went to the judge all the time and, and bugged that judge and just was persistent that the judge would hear her request. It had come to pass that the judge finally got tired of her, and what did he do? He granted her request. Jesus and God himself did great and mighty things. And, and before I get there, I want to talk just a minute about men always ought to pray. See, the Muslims pray five times a day all their lives as a lifestyle. The Muslims do. 
The Jews pray three times a day all their life as a lifestyle. Three times a day. They do it whether they are happy or they're not happy. They do it whether they are under attack or not. Whether they are blessed or whether they're not blessed. Whether they are sad or happy, they just do it. Huh? They just do it. It's their lifestyle. They've geared themselves. I don't care what happens. I'm going to pray today. And I ask the question, how many times do we as believers pray a day? Huh? How many times do we really pray a day? Paul said constantly. He said pray without ceasing. And that's continuously. It should become a lifestyle. It should become a lifestyle, a lifestyle for it. Tell me how many times does we as believers pray a day for a total undeniable takeover of the Holy Spirit for a city, for a people, for a place, for a church, for a nation, for a country? How many times do we bombard heaven that God will just take over? I mean, I'm talking about a prayer time that, that changes the lives of men and women that will take a drug addict and set them straight up uh, and they begin to walk the walk of Christ. Uh, take an alcoholic uh, that never has to go to one rehab, uh, but God delivers right there on the spot. I'm telling you, God's still able to do exceedingly, abundantly of all that we ask to think. He's a powerful God. Things happen when we pray tonight, church. It happens when we pray. If we don't pray, we don't receive. Huh? I want God to do a total takeover in my life. Sometimes we might pray five or 10 minutes and we think we've reached heaven tonight. Huh? No, unless prayer becomes a lifestyle continually, we'll continue seeing the same old things that we've always seen. Praying in the morning, praying in the afternoon, praying in the evening, praying in the night, praying at the midnight watch. Uh, unless we do like the four seasons, the four watches of night, let us come and let it become a lifestyle. We're going to be just like anybody else, but I refuse to allow myself to be like the status quo. I, I want to see more of God than I've ever seen. I, I want to see God do miracle signs and wonders. If he done it back then, he'll do it today. Sometimes we look at the wrong things. We think we got to have a certain lifestyle, a certain education. We got to come up with certain programs, certain things to take place for God to move. But I've read the Bible. I've seen the way that God moved and some, some of it was so unorthodox that it just blowed me away that my God, my Savior, my Lord did the things that he did. But when he did them, there was results. Woo! When God told Moses to put your rod down there at the Red Sea, I would have never dreamed it, never would have thought of it. But what happened? There was a miracle at the waters of Jordan when they said, let the, let the priest's feet touch the edge of the water of Jordan. Oh my God in heaven, Jesus departed the waters. Why? Because Jesus showed up. When See, when Jesus shows up, things happen. Uh, uh, Moses prayed, said, Lord, these people's coming after us. What are we going to do? And through the power of prayer, Jesus said, listen, Moses, you do what I tell you to do. All things are going to be okay. 
Can I tell you, church, if we'll just do what God says to do, everything's gonna be okay. Prayer's a necessity for survival and for the maintenance of a daily victory for our lives. For the believer, we need to go back to the place of prayer. So many of us came far. We've come through a lot. Some of us have succeeded and very, very knowledgeable and we have everything. We've even got some, some type of sophistication and we've tried to uh, do things that our head way and our mind way. We try to intellect and intellize God and what God can do and what God wants to do. Uh, but I'm telling you, church, I've seen a place uh, where God done some great and mighty things. Uh, I've seen that God uh, uh, allowed things to happen in certain people's lives uh, because he wanted to bring about victory tonight. Uh, I see there's something great about God. Uh, see, there's something great about God is when we begin to believe that God can do it. Oh yeah, let me tell you something, church. Being persistent's not always easy. Pushing through's not always easy. It's easy to give up. It's easy to throw in the towel. It's easy to say, I can't do it no longer. It's easy to say, I fought the best fight I can, but I just can't go another bit. It's easy to say, I've gave all rounds that I could give, but I just can't go another round. But your referees over there in the corner, uh, Jesus himself, uh, he said, you just got one more round and you can beat them at this round. If you'll just stay in the fight, uh, you get back up and you get back regrouped. Uh, you get back in the saddle. Uh, you go again like you've never uh, lost a match in your life. Things begin to happen. There was a great boxer by the name of Muhammad Ali. Did anybody know him or heard of him before? All right, a few people. He had a daughter named Leyland, I believe it was her name. And she watched her dad. And uh, she began to want to be boxing. She had a great record. She began to box and when she uh, retired out of boxing, she, I, didn't know, I don't know exactly how many years she went into the field of boxing, but she boxed for 40 through a few, a few years, and she ended up being, the record began to be 24 and 0. When she left, she left undefeated. And uh, uh, her, one of her very last fights, I believe it was, she met this uh, lady that she had a fight with, and the lady nearly almost uh, beat Layla, uh, 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 knocked her out, and so they rescheduled a refight and they begin to uh, promote this fight because it was going to be one of the last fights that she does and and uh, and she uh, uh, knew that if, if, if this she put it all on the line 24 or 23 and old and all of a sudden uh, uh, they got back out there in the ring about halfway a little bit over halfway through the ring Layla Allah was beginning to lose the, uh, they said that she had uh, a busted uh, eye uh, her eye was busted, her nose was bleeding, uh, and she looked like she was getting ready uh, to lose the fight. And then she began to just somewhere deep down inside of her, she began to muster up another enough strength to see God move. I mean, see herself knowing that she can whoop this lady. Uh, and to come out in the last part of it, began to come out, and they said that she knocked that lady plumb out. And she began to have the record of 24 and old. 
they asked her, they said, how was you able to come back like that? She said, I watched my father fight. I watched Muhammad. I saw him beat Joe Fraser, George Foreman, Sonny Liston, and a bunch of others. I watched him look and take hits. I seen, I watched him as they fell but I saw uh, something at times in his life where it looked like he was fixing to lose, but all of a sudden, she said, I saw him coming back. Then she said, I say this when I thought about that, who my daddy was. She said, when I thought about it, who my daddy was, I knew that I could do it. Can I tell you, church, do we know who our daddy is tonight? Do we know who Jesus is? Do we know who the lily of the fire, uh, the valley is and the bright and morning star? Do we know the one that breathed into the nostrils of man and they become a living soul? Do we know who he is? <laughs> Through persistence and, and determination, I'm gonna make my way through it all and believe God to move mountains in our lives. See, I don't know why sometimes we're easy to give up, but if we just keep pushing church, huh? The devil come and says, oh, it's not gonna get any better. The devil come and say, oh, you're not gonna make it. But if you just keep putting up and getting up every day and say, devil, you're a liar, huh? Devil, you're a liar. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I believe that through prayer, God, you're gonna change my world. Through prayer, God, you're gonna change my life. Uh, through prayer, God, you're gonna change my circumstances. Through prayer, God, I'm gonna be an overcomer. Uh, through prayer, God, I'm putting the enemy under my feet. Uh, uh, through prayer, I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. Through prayer, I, I can do all things, God. Uh, through prayer, I, I can through, go through kingdoms and kings. I can do anything through prayer. As long as Jesus is with me, all things are possible because I'm on the winning side. And see, church, the church is not over. We're still powerful. We're still anointed by God Almighty. Oh, he's just looking for a remnant of people that just believe that he's still able to do what we asked him to do and become everything that he wants us to become. Instead of trying to figure it out, see, I don't always understand why God does the way he does. But I'm learning to look for different signs of miracles from God instead of the ways I've always looked at them. Why did God tell Naaman to dip seven times in the Jordan? I don't understand it. But he got his miracle because he did it. Why did Jesus tell Peter, Peter, he said, Satan has desired to swift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you that when you're converted, in other words, Peter, when you turn around, that you strengthen the brethren. But he said before the rooster crows three times, it's going to sink into your heart. Sometimes we might need to listen to a rooster outside somewhere because the rooster got Peter's attention. Jordan got Naaman's attention. Everything that's supernatural and powerful 
God says, man won't have his way in it, I will. How could Samson, I don't care if he was tough, look at me. I don't care if he was brute, had to, I got to, well, I don't, but if I had a six pack up here like this, Jim would say, man, he looks pretty, you know, yeah, pretty wimpy, yeah. I don't know what Samson looked like. But why did God tell him, get between the two pillows of that building and I'll use your little frail body to pull it down? Don't look for things that look so ordinary sometimes, church, for God to bring our miracles. Even if God speaks to a donkey and the donkey stops and we don't want to listen to him, maybe God's speaking through that. But when we pray, we got to have the mind of Christ and let God be the leader and the guider of our life. Look for miracles in different ways and different places than you've ever looked before. Look for it. You don't have to look for it with an evangelist when he comes in and, and he's going to speak for two or three days. This evangelist will bring my miracle. Chances are he ain't. Your miracle could be in one of the messages that Pastor Miller preaches or Pastor Randy preaches. It could be, because see, I believe that every service, there's a miracle in the making. And it may not always come. It could come by the little lady laying her hands on you way back in the back. But Jesus said through prayer, things change and things are different. The lady that had the issue of blood, she didn't care what the crowd did that day. She said, I'm going, I, I, my miracle's happening because if I just touch his hymn, what can a hymn do? It dries up blood. Brings a miracle to a lady that's had it for 12 long years by just touching the hymn. Miracles come, church, through our prayer life through praying and believing God in whatever direction and whatever way that God wants to do it. God, God uses us in ways that if we would just allow him to, that would be mind-blowing. Wouldn't you want to pick up a stick and put it on the river of the Red Sea and watch it split? I'd like to go down here at Black River and just put my toes in it and watch it part. It's powerful the way that God can use us if we allow him to. It's just powerful to know that he can use us in ways that is mind-boggling to us that we think, God, surely this ain't you, but chances are that is God. Because we want to have our three-piece suits on up here and we want to do this and do that throughout the crowds at times and think, boy, we're just touching them left and right. Ooh, did you see that one fall? Jesus Not saying it don't work, because it has. But what if God wanted to flow a different way? What if he wanted to do something different than we normally do? So look for the little things tonight, church, in your lives. Or listen to the Spirit. When, when the Spirit is speaking, listen. He might be directing in ways that you might have to call Brother Miller and say, Brother Miller, is this God or am I losing it? Yeah. You might have to call Brother Miller and say, Brother Miller, God told me to, mm. and Brother Miller might say, well, wait a minute, let me think about this. Because some things to us are just a little unorthodox, but to God brings about miracles. He brings about miracles. See, we look for 
things, I think, different than a lot of people. We look for it to come through beautiful worship. And it can and it does. We can look for it to come through one of the most elite preachers in America and we have him come to our church and think he's going to be the man that's going to reach the plateau and my church is going to turn around. But that ain't how it always works. God can use a little guy like me on the backside of the desert don't know much and do more in my life than I could ever dream if I just dream big enough to believe that he can do it. See, I'm learning that prayer really does change things tonight, church. It changes who we are, what we are. Where's our miracle coming from tonight? Him. If anything's going to happen, it's going to come through him tonight. When they prayed, the Jews prayed three times a day. I think the, the Jewish custom was that the, the biggest prayer was in the morning times. At the days of breakfast and stuff, that was the biggest prayer. Then the other two wasn't quite as long. And I know that God don't look at us and say, how long do you got to pray? You know, I think God looks at our hearts and I think he looks at uh, how often we pray and our sincerity in praying. I know that God looks at all those things. But the most important thing tonight, church, is we must pray. I don't want a Muslim out praying me. Huh? I don't want somebody that don't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior to out pray me. When they can pray to dead gods and think they're really doing something, how come we can't pray to a real God that will do something tonight? So let us, let us come to a place to allow God to be in an atmosphere to where we pray that we can hear that still small voice that speaks to us throughout the day. The Bible says that he or she that has an ear, let him hear what the what? The Spirit is saying to who? The church, to you. See, it's through prayer that we can recognize when God is, when God is uh, talking to us. The Red Sea, the Jordan, the rooster, I know if Randy went to Brother Miller, well, which I know Brother Miller would let him because he trusts him. But if Randy come to Brother Miller and said, the Lord just wanted me to walk around all these pews seven times and he's going to do something great. <clears throat> do I get your approval? Brother Miller would say, okay. Yeah, go ahead. For us to see that somebody would walk around seven times and we're just going to believe God to do something, sometimes we're just, we take it lightly. But see, when Joshua was told to march around seven times, he believed God was really going to do something. Now, if, if, I, if, if I knew that somebody was going to march around seven times, I'd think, okay, I can't wait to see what's going to happen here. Because you know Why? My carnal mind is thinking the wrong things. But, you know, for the Old Testament and what they did and the things that they, God told them to do is beyond my comprehension sometimes. But when they did it, things was changing. Things happened. 
And if we'll just listen to ways that God maybe is speaking to us as a church, not in the ordinary ways that we're used to it, but maybe start listening to things in a different, different, not different way so much as a, just a different believing that maybe, God, this is you. Sometimes we, we feel like, and I'll close with this, sometimes we feel like that God speaks to us to give somebody 50 bucks, 100 bucks, or whatever, and we hesitate. The reason we hesitate, that's 50 bucks or that's 100 bucks. But we hesitate sometimes because we just don't want to throw the money away foolishly. You know, we're thinking, man, I just don't want to give them 100 bucks just to give them. If it's God, I really want to know it's God. And sometimes God speaks to us in ways that if we just listen to him, maybe miracles would just automatically start coming. Nineveh got a miracle because God prepared a fish for Jonah. Now for me to believe that somebody got swallowed by a well and spit back up on the ground, I would think is a little crazy. But God does some crazy things to make crazy things happen. So I want to encourage you tonight, if you would stand with me. I want to encourage you tonight to just be tended to what the Holy Spirit is speaking to us. Because it could be a miracle in a least place or the most likely place that you thought there could be a miracle. There could be a miracle in the most unrealistic places that we thought there would be a miracle. But because we had a hearing ear and we decided to hear what the Spirit's saying and not think it's a little crazy, but trust God in it. And I promise you, if it's God, the miracle's gonna be made. Amen? If it's God, things are gonna happen. How many believes me that God moves in ordinary ways? That the ways that we think always ain't the way that maybe God wants to move. And so my challenge for us tonight is pray. Pray, fervency, pray, 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 and pray. Don't stop praying. Don't stop believing. Constantly pray, pray, and pray. Then when you get done, pray some more because things happen when the body of Christ prays. And when you pray, just simply say, God, I don't know how you're going to use me. I don't know what you're going to do in my life. I don't know how this miracle's going to come. But Lord, let me have a hearing ear that I can hear that miracle and I'll follow you in whatever direction you tell me. Just be open to the Spirit. And if you'll be open to the Spirit, miracles will happen just like that. Why? Because he's God. And I do not believe the days of miracles are over. I do not. I see a group of girls here that makes me, I see Cassie every day that reminds me God still does miracles. I see her husband. I see the group over there. I see all of them. I see the miracles that God has done. And I look at your face. I don't know what you've been through, what roads you've been down, but I see a miracle in you. We're miracle people tonight, church. I was a kid that wasn't raised in church, didn't know Jesus, didn't know nothing about the gospel, but somewhere down the line, Jesus looked and said, I must have Mike Burton. 
When you see me, you see a miracle. The world would say he's a misfit. Nobody wants him. Nobody would want him to become anything. Nobody would want him to uh, sit too far behind them because he's not part of the elite crowd. But Jesus looked down one day and he said, you know what? I see somebody that the world says no good, never going to mount to a hill of beans, but I see something in him tonight. Thank God for Christmas. Thank God for Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Thank God that even though it's a story and it's funny and it's all good, Rudolph and his buddies found a little town that had a bunch of toys that was a bunch of misfits. But there was one guy that said, I can fix all those misfits. And the story goes, Santa went by and got all the misfit toys. Aren't you glad that Jesus come by and got all of us misfits? Huh? Aren't you? Aren't you glad that God come by and got us? Amen. Santa Claus got the toys and Jesus got us. Hallelujah. Come, if you would, tonight. I want to lead us in some prayer. And uh, before we leave tonight, I just want to encourage you. I want to pray with you and believe God with you that God's going to do things. Would you just come on, those that would, just come up to the front. Let's pray together and let's believe together as a body. Listen, we're in this thing together tonight, church. We're not by ourselves. We're, we're fighting the same battle that you're fighting. We're doing the same things that you're doing. But let's just pray and let's believe God that God's going to minister. Amen. Listen, church, I don't know if you got anything out of this, but I've tried to bring it around to where prayer's vital in the kingdom of heaven tonight. Prayer is important in the mission field, in the, the work of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, I come to tell you to pray like you've never prayed before. Uh, believe God that God can use you, that God can begin to do great miracles in your life. Just begin to believe that Jesus is real, that Jesus can do the impossible. Amen. If you feel like a misfit and you feel like you don't fit in, well, you're in the right place at the right time. Jesus wants to make it all right with you. If you need a healing tonight, uh, believe me tonight. When you begin to pray, believe. Uh, Jesus said that he's a healer, he's a deliverer, he's a restorationer, he's a restorer. He's all that wrapped up in one tonight. He knows what you have need of before you even ask him. But I promise if you'll open up your mouth and begin to speak to him tonight, and you begin to talk to him tonight and begin to say, Lord, you know my problem. You know my situations. I may not pray like I should have prayed. I may not be uh, praying and spending time.